Your Partner in Success Radio is a free business podcast with host Denise Griffiths. It's all about great stories, conversation, and context to help you move your business and life forward with actionable tips and advice from her guest experts. To listen and subscribe, just find us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you consume your podcasts. Welcome to your Partner in Success Radio. I am your host, Denise Griffiths, and this podcast is ranked in the top 2% of the most popular podcasts globally, and I'll tell you why. It's because of my incredible guests. I feel really fortunate to spend time with people who are at the top of their game and who are passionate about helping you achieve your goals in both your personal and professional life. And my guests hold nothing back. They show up here to share the secrets of peak performance And I know that you'll find their insights both inspiring and actionable. So sit back, relax, and get ready to take your life and business to the next level. Oh, and take notes. Notes are important. So joining us today is Brian Clayton, and he is the CEO and co-founder of GreenPal, G-R-E-E-N-P-A-L, just what it sounds like. And that's a pioneer in revolutioning lawn care through an ingenious online marketplace. And we were just talking about that in the virtual green room. I live in the deep South. We have two seasons hot and hotter in hell. And I don't know how anybody can be out there mowing lawns. I've been trying it. It's not fun. So that was an aside. So with its recognition as the Uber for lawn care, green pal boasts an impressive community of 300,000 users engaging in daily transactions And Brian's path is a testament to resolute dedication and user-focused ingenuity, igniting inspiration within the realm of online marketplaces. And I'm delighted to have him here to discuss the journey from idea to eight-figure triumph, mastering online marketplaces. Brian, good morning. Welcome, and thank you for joining me. Denise, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Oh, my pleasure. We were talking in the virtual green room about lawn care and I was admitting <laughs> that my last two yard people yard companies have just been terribly disappointing and I don't know if it's just too hot or if they get too big I don't know what it is but I finally just got good and mad and bought myself a an electric lawnmower it takes a long time for me to mow those yards because I have to stop throw up and then get start over again <laughs> the, well, there's that, a weird I don't it's know how y'all do it. Lawn guy. I don't know. It, it's something about the lawn industry. There, there's a weird case of the of the of the disappearing lawn guy that does good for a couple of mowings and then disappears. And that's the world that I live in. That I that's literally what I dedicate my life to solve and make better is how do you take lawn mowing and take this chore as easy as just pushing a button? And I've spent a decade trying to make lawn care as easy as that and make it cheaper, faster, smoother for homeowners and service providers to get this, this, this chore done. And, you know, I'm so glad that you're doing that because I mean, I would have somebody great for about a year. And then all of a sudden I'm what the heck was that? Yeah. Yeah, And there was always excuses. Oh, well, I had to turn it over to my nephew. Well, your nephew sucks. Or, I hate to say it, but your nephew's not any good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I I took pictures and I said, have you seen this? He said, well, I went to everybody else's house and they were fine. All right. <laughs> I isn't. I don't care about everybody else's. But it's become, and it didn't used to be that big of a problem, but right now it's like, 
I don't even want to try anymore. So having somebody like you on the show, I think is really helpful because look, we all have lawns. We all either want to have it done or we need to do it ourselves, and we need help. Yeah. It's something that most everybody has to get done. And it used to be, uh, my first business was actually a lawn mowing business. I, I started cutting grass in, in high school as a way to make extra cash. And I, I grew that business up into a, a larger company and then sold it. And then after that, I decided, heck, why can't I start a tech company? And I started GreenPal. But back when I was first starting my first business, it used to be kind of a luxury service. It used to be something that maybe the higher end part of town would get done. Um, and, and it was almost like, uh, if you had a maid, maybe you had a lawn guy, but, uh, but if you, you know, if, if you were working class folks, you mowed your own yard. Well, nowadays it seems like in the world of DoorDash, Instacart, Uber, everybody just kind of wants to turn to their smartphone as the remote control for their lives. And they don't want to waste time mowing the grass or cleaning their house or doing things like that. So they're, so they're, they're ordering and paying for these services more and more. And so that's where, where GreenPal comes in. We we try to make that as easy as getting groceries on Instacart or getting Chinese food on DoorDash or ordering an Uber. Uh, so you don't have to waste time calling around all over town and cycling through the unreliable services. That That's our job is to weed them out for you so you can just hire the good ones. And, you know, here's the thing, and I know you've gone through this because you've been doing this for a while, but somebody will say, and, you know, I have them come over and it's not a difficult job mow this, weed eat that every month or six weeks, you know, do some, some trimming around the concrete and the driveway. You know, it's not difficult. It really is not difficult, but for some reason they don't have any stick to itness. I, I don't know what the problem is. And the thing is, is, is fail big and big fail. Yeah. And it's like, it's a, it's a never ending cycle. And, and, um, that's the world that I live in. Um, when I started Green Pal, I really just wanted to build a tech business. And I thought, uh-huh. you know, if I can if I can just build a technology company that, you know, that builds a marketplace that connects buyers and sellers, that that the rest will take take care of itself. And after about the first maybe three months, maybe six months, I began to understand that no, actually. I'm still in the lawn business in a, in a way, all the reasons why it stinks to hire a lawn care service are now my problem. And I have to solve them with technology and I have to figure out a way to weed out the, the unreliable service providers and, and promote the ones that are good. And a couple of things that started uh, sticking out to me as I was doing that, I was thinking, you know, these a lot of these service providers actually want to do a good job they actually want to grow their business but the thing is nobody teaches us how to run a small business exactly we're not, we're not taught this stuff we're not taught this in high school we're not taught this in college even if we go to business school we're not taught how to run a small business and so you're just kind of like left up to the wild to figure this stuff out for yourself and the lawn mowing business is is pretty low barriers to entry Pretty much anybody who is willing to work hard and, and can buy a, a little bit of equipment can get into it. And and so then as the consumer, you're left to kind of like almost indoctrinate and screen through these service providers that, that haven't been taught how to run a small business. And so that was one of the things that we keyed in on in the first couple of years, that it was our job to kind of be a, like, a, like a mentor or a coach 
in their pocket, so to speak, as they come onto the app as a service pro, we then kind of teach them what it means to be proactive, what it means to should be show up on time, what it means to be to to do a good job and ask for uh ongoing visits and and to make sure you earn that and and little by little take you from I've never ran a business to now I've got a business with a hundred customers over the course of a couple of years is a kind of what the job that that our platform is in. And then and then so then you as the consumer can hire somebody who has at least gone through a little bit of coaching on what it means to run a business. And that's important. I told this story not so long ago on the podcast. I don't even know how we got on the subject because we were actually talking about sales. Well, maybe that's how. But I was happened to be outside, which is rare these days. Like I mentioned <laughs> earlier, I live in the deep south, and we have two seasons, hot and hotter in hell. And, of course, right <laughs> now we've got hurricane season that takes up most of the year. So I was outside for some reason, and this young man – you know, comes screeching up and he stops at my, my driveway, jumps out and he said, ma'am, do you need your lawn mowed? And it was obvious I did. <laughs> but, and I was kind of getting desperate, but he had one beat up mower in the back of his truck. And I knew he didn't know what he was getting into. I just knew. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I said, well, is that your only equipment? I mean, I could have just said no and sent him on his way, but he really wanted to find some work. So he said, yeah, that's all I've got. And and I said, okay, listen, I can't hire you. And I'm going to tell you why, and I'm going to show you why. So I walked him around the front yard and I said, this needs to be weed eated. You're going to need a blower to get all of the glass grass clippings off of the driveway and this because he didn't have a bagger and I said do you have a weed eater no ma'am do you have a blower no ma'am do you know how to yeah do you know how to trim you know around the concrete and around the the driveway so it doesn't grow up over there no ma'am so I took him to the backyard and I could see him just turning pale because it's a fairly good <laughs> yard and there is a good bit of weed eating back there. So it really kind of takes two people. It takes a team. And I said, listen, I would love to hire you, but you're not ready. And this is why. So I said, if you ever get to the point where you have maybe partnered with somebody or working under somebody and you have the proper tools, come back. I'll probably hire you. And I mean, he went from dejected to going, oh, okay. Now, did he go get the tools? I doubt it. That lawnmower probably came out of his grandpa's shed. It was pretty beat up. But he wanted to. He wanted to try. And I didn't want to just shut him down and say, lost. What do you think? (laughs) And there you go. That was his lesson of the day. That was how, you know. That's how you learn how to run a small business. You you run through bad, you know, not necessarily bad, but not unsuccessful interactions with customers, and then you learn from that, and then you adjust and grow. And unfortunately, the customers are the ones teaching <laughs> teaching these folks right. how to run their business. And so that's that's kind of t- that kind of makes it stink for a for a consumer to get this job done. And so that's that's the problem we've literally set out to solve in the last decade. It's fu- I, I love that story. And that was nice of you to kind of leave the door open, so to speak, if he ever does. Who knows? Maybe he might roll back up with a, with a rig full of equipment and do a great hope, job. You never know. I hope he does. I really hope he does because he genuinely wanted – I don't know if he wanted you know school books. I don't know what he was after, but he was out there in the heat 
trying to pick up work and God bless him for that. I wasn't about to just say, are you nuts? You know, I was that first I was new, but it was, it wouldn't have been fair to him. One thing I have found is that ambition and that attitude to want to hustle and get customers and, and, and get revenue is 90% of it. If, if, if somebody comes onto our platform and they have those things, they do really good with green pal, but, not everybody is cut out to be a small business owner. Not everybody is cut out to be self-managed. And, oh, and a lot of, a, yep, that's a, a lot. Yep. A lot of service providers come to green pal and look at it almost like a job. And they'll say, <laughs> they'll literally contact our support and say, well, uh, my, 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 my son is sick today, so I'm not going to mow any of my customers yards. Uh, you, you guys need to reschedule them. And, and we have to, our support has to say, no, you are in the lawn mowing business. You need to have somebody cover for you, or you need to reach out to your clients and see if it's okay if you come the next day, or maybe you can, you can come a little bit early in the morning so you can get caught up. You're in the lawn mowing business. You own a business now. This is not a job. And so it's funny that we, we have to have had to build a system to train folks on, on, on this way of thinking that we're never taught anywhere other than just doing it. And it's, it's kind of, it's kind of funny to me. That was eye opening to me when I built green pal. Imagine it was, and you know, you're right. When you leave high school, well, these days you can barely read from what I can tell, but you're not taught, you know, critical thinking skills. You're not taught how to run a business. You barely know how to, you know, have a checkbook. If you have one, there's a lot that's not taught and you have to, it's kind of a life lesson as it you grow. And so many of this has been my experience with, with lawn care companies. They either, most of them will show up. I, I will give them that. I live kind of a small town and we all know one another. You better show up. We're, we're all going to know about it. Next door app is our friend. We're going to tell on you. So that's all there is to it. I love that. But, and we will, we'll say, Hey, you know, I see a lot of people saying, do not use this guy. I'm like, Oh, geez. And I've never done that. I wouldn't do that. But I do keep track of who they're saying, don't use this guy. You know, just don't. So, you know, there's good recognition and then there's other recognition that you wish to God you didn't have. So if you can't show up, call, if you're going to send your nephew, don't do that. (laughs) Just don't. Yeah. Yeah, we have, yeah, I have a phone. I took pictures. It was really bad, but you know, there's just so many things. And this is, this is what I wanted to ask you, Brian, what I'm finding or have found over the years is that people will say, Oh, I'm doing really good. And they get great reviews on next door, or if they've got a little Facebook page, they get great reviews, but they don't know how to grow. Right. That's what, right. It just stops them every time. Yeah. That, and that, that is one of the things that about the lawn mowing business is it's the best small it's the, it's it's the greatest small business in the world and it, in terms of you maybe one helper and you're riding around in, in your pickup all day and maybe you mow a hundred customers a week um, and and but it's but it's really hard to grow to the next level of three or four or five crews and you're managing people mm-hmm. because then you're no longer the problem is, is your brain thinking you're in the lawn mowing business or in the landscaping business, 
Um, and you, it, but you're no longer in that business. You're in the employee training business. You're in the employee recruitment business. You're in the uh, sales business. You're in, you're in all of these other businesses that again, nobody ever taught you that you have to then learn and get good at. And, and the, the reality is, is that it's really hard for a service-based business, especially a home service business to, to grow two, five, 10, 20, 30 employees and still be able to preserve that quality it rarely happens, and and there again, the, the consumer is left to kind of weed out and and, and go through those bad experiences to, to teach the business owner that it's not working. And what I have found is, as a consumer, most of the time you're better off sticking with the one one man band. We, we call them Peter and a pickup or Molly and a Please. mower. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> And we have we have a lot of female led uh, business owners on our platform, and they do great. And so, I would think they uh, would have started to say a minute ago when you're talking about, you know, what you know, you're no longer in the lawn care business. You have to do this. That, well, welcome to to mom. Now you're mom. That's right. You are mom, and yeah. and, and you're your your mom, and and this is your baby, and you you better pour your soul into it seven days a week, uh, and you better you better. Uh, love it, and you better be passionate about it, or else it's going to be hard. Um, when you're a small business owner, there is no there is no nights and weekends. It's seven days a week from the moment you wake up uh, and and get in the shower to the moment you lay your head on the pillow. You're thinking about your baby, and you're returning customer phone calls, and you're making schedules, and you're doing bookkeeping, and that's really what it takes. And it can kind of be a hamster wheel. Um, you know, at first, but if you can, if you can figure, figure out time to, to get out of working in the business and work on the business, business. right. Yep. Work on the systems, work on the processes. Maybe it's Sunday afternoon. You can work on those things. And and little by little, next thing you know, you actually have a business there. there, There's a big difference between what you were describing, uh, these smaller providers being they're they're self-employed, uh, but they maybe they have dreams of of owning a business, and the two are very different. Being self employed and owning a business are really two different things, and the gap between them is hard to cross, especially in the service business. And you mentioned something important: systems, you know, and all the other things that have to go with that. You can't just you know send yourself a note on your phone and say, "Oh, hey, by the way, go by Denise's house," and exactly. then get to go by Denise's mm-hmm. house because she's not going to be happy. <laughs> Yeah, you, you better you better have a bulletproof system that, that, that <laughs> yeah. that's gonna that's gonna ensure that you're there when you're supposed to be and that she gets billed the correct amount uh, at the correct time and that you have another system that makes sure she's happy and then you have another system that makes sure that hey when it comes time for fertilizer you let her know that hey would you like to add this on and then you have another system asking her for some referrals maybe when you know she's happy and that's how you can build a business and and uh, the reality is most most operators are just trying to get there on Monday and and, and, and trying to make sure the lawnmower runs, that they're, they're not thinking about these other things. And another thing I've noticed, particularly on um, Nextdoor app, is that most of these, these small lawn mowing services that pop up are working somewhere else full time. So they're fitting you in. Right. It's not and that's always a- easy. Yeah. And, and, and I love those stories. Uh, those stories are what what gets me excited um, because we we have we have thirty two thousand contractors that use our platform and every day we get stories uh, from 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 lawn care service professionals that say hey I was 
I was working a, a full-time job at, at a, at a factory or at a warehouse or, or as a fireman. And I was just mowing five or 10 yards a week. And, and with green Powell, I was able to get over the hump to then go into this full time. And now I'm making twice the money than I, that I was making before. And you know, thank you green pal for showing me how and giving me opportunity. And that's a lot of fun. I love the ability for folks to kind of dip their toe into entrepreneurship, maybe a side hustle and figure out if it's them for not, uh, if it's, if it's for them or not. And then, you know, as time goes on, they can ease into it and then quit their full-time job, go into being a full-time business owner. And that's when like, endless possibilities are possible. You know, if you're in a job, your top end is kind of set. You you kind of know where you're going to go and you know what's possible. If you are in, if you are running your own business, anything is possible. And that's the beauty of it. That's what I love. I'm going to give you a bit of a horror story again from the next door half. I try to, not to go over there unless I'm looking for a, a missing pet or trying to return a missing pet. Yeah, but, next door is not. Is, there is no shortage of 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 good times on next door, man. I know what know yeah. what you mean. <laughs> and don't hire handymen from there, okay? Just don't <laughs> check. <laughs> Just don't. But I had this one young couple, and I mean, I actually liked the way he presented himself, and I thought, okay, they they sound like they really really want to do this, and they were a lovely young couple, but. He was kind of an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Know? She was the brains behind she the was, operation. <laughs> he was the brains. She was the harder worker. And they had a nice lawnmower, you know, and I said, okay, you know, come on by. And, you know, do you, again, do you have the other equipment? No, but, you know, we can, we can do some of that manual. I said, okay, but this is the pay. This is what I pay. And, you know, I don't want you to overwork yourself, but, you know, we argued a little bit back and forth because I really thought they were getting in over their heads. But mostly in the beginning, they were doing a lot of cleaning out of the flower beds. And that doesn't require any real talent. Just, you know, don't. Right. Manual don't, labor. Yeah, that's exactly right. So then they show up one morning and then they would start, you know, always oh, slept in. Really? Okay. <laughs> And my, my, oh, we're getting breakfast. No, you were supposed to be here at eight o'clock. It gets hot by nine o'clock. Get your ass over here. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't say it that way, but you know. But you run a business. You you need to be over here. (laughs) Right. Right. And since I was out there working with them, I didn't feel like I needed to get out there and wait for them. So long story short, they show up and they've got all this equipment he had put himself into debt and he bought oh, you everything. I said, he said, what do you think? I said, can you take any of that back? <laughs> I mean, what do you think? Oh, man. Do you, and I asked them, I said, do you have a solid list of, of, you know, clients, customers? Well, no, but we're working on it. Can you take any of that back? <laughs> you know? Oh, man. That's, that's a horror story. It, well, it got worse. So about, Six weeks later, and I kept trying to, you know, I liked them. I thought they were nice kids, and I was trying to help them. I was getting very irritated, but they didn't know it. And finally, he said, well, we're going to have to shut it down because my real job is, you know, put me on full time. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So did you take any of that equipment back? No, ma'am. Okay. You have a nice, good luck with it. Wow. I wanted to say to her, don't marry him. Yeah. <laughs> Do not get married. Stay engaged if you have to. Don't marry him. This is your warning sign. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
and, good intentions. Know, they had good, good intentions, intentions, but common sense. And yeah, they weren't that... trained and they didn't have a plan. They didn't have a system. And you're driving through a drive through and I'm waiting outside for you. This is we're gonna have problems. Yeah. And and the sad thing is is that, you know, anybody with a with an with an idea and a dream can go get ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars of debt. I know. Uh, for and and that's the sad thing, and they can financially ruin themselves if they don't have the the plan in place and the execution and the organization at least. And it really can behoove any small business owner while you're working on the job, turn on Dave Ramsey, and and listen to Dave Ramsey about 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 how to run a business debt free. Um, that helped me a lot. And and when I was building my first business, I I I didn't take on any debt and. That helped me a lot because then when I sold the business, I didn't have any debt to pay off. And and you can really get yourself into trouble getting underwater. And then the next thing you know, you have to keep the business afloat just to pay off the 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 the, the debt. And then that's a chain around your neck. That's not a blessing. So oh, be careful cool. about that. It is. And I, I, yeah. And I watched these kids and went, oh, my. What's your mama say about this? Because they live with her mom. And I'm thinking her mom uh-huh. is probably wanting to throw them out. But And I know we're not talking about insur- internships, but it occurs to me, and I'd, I'd love to have your, your advice on this. It occurs to me that if you really do want to go into the lawn care business, that you should consider yourself a bit of an intern. And instead of trying to run your own business, work with other crews that are doing it and learn from their mistakes, learn from their successes. What do you think? Yeah. 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 It, there, there's several ways that you can do this smart and not just the lawn care business, really any business. If you wanted to be an electrician, a pool contractor, a home remodeler, uh, you name it, any, especially anything with home services, you can dip your toes into this stuff. And one way is to, yeah, go get a job, work for one of these companies that looks, that seemingly has their act together. That Mm -hmm. may be one of the bigger companies in town that has a little bit of a system process. Maybe they have five or 10 employees. You're going to be the 11th and you can learn about, okay, well, how do they, how do they organize everything on a daily basis? How do they make sure everybody is where they're supposed to be? How do they make sure customers are happy? How do they make sure that the jobs are getting done consistently? And what you'll find is, you know, not every business has this figured out. Um, most of it is is organized chaos, but you'll learn some things that you'll want to do in your business, and you'll learn some things some from some mistakes that you'll be able to avoid. So that's certainly one way to do it. Another way to do it is just you know, in the lawn care industry, ease your way into it. Right. Go 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 buy a go buy a push mower for about four hundred bucks, a, a string trimmer for two hundred, and a blower for two hundred. And now you've got just enough to maybe mow five customers a week, one a day. And, and you can get on an app like GreenPal. You can get, there, there's three or four others that, that can help you find customers. And before you know it, you'll be turning down business. And, but just keep it small and, and say, okay, if this business was 10 times bigger, what would that look like? That would be 50 customers. Okay, how would I organize that? How would I... How would I make sure everything, okay, I only have five, but if I had 50, what would that look like? And that's a way to ease into it and kind of grow your way into it and and not make these big mistakes of of getting a bad reputation because these days you can get a bad reputation really quick, like you mentioned, yeah. with next door, and and then and also not get yourself into debt. Um, and the next thing you know, you're having to dig yourself out. 
Um, that's a way to ease into it. And you can do almost any business that way. And, and then, and then next thing, you know, five years later, you've got a great business. You got five or 10 employees. Maybe you're doing a hundred or 500 or a million dollars a year in revenue and things are going well. And you're glad you started the business. But there's, unfortunately, there's a lot of small business owners that hate the day they started their business. So don't, don't, yeah. don't do that. <laughs> it's true. Listen, I have a client. It's, he's been my client for a decade or better. I've built and rebuilt his website multiple times as, you know, things grow. And, you know, as they age out, you should never have a WordPress site for more than about two years. You know, it needs to be updated. There needs to, a lot needs to happen with it. And I do all of his social media, but he started out doing exactly what you're talking about. He started out in the lawn care business. And right now he and his, his partners make millions of dollars in landscape design. They install pools. I mean, they, they win awards like crazy. They've actually stopped even applying because they don't need any more of them. But he learned from everything wrong that they did and they built a heck of a business, but they've got a heck of a reputation too. And it's a phenomenal reputation. They never, ever leave you hanging. And they worked really hard. Oh yeah. And they, they made some mistakes, but it's okay to make mistakes, but just don't make them again, (laughs) you know, learn from them, (laughs) you know, learn from the mistakes and then you get better and better and better. And and that's a great story of somebody that started with just a push mower and now they got a multi-million dollar business and they did it in the landscaping business. And 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 you can do that in pretty much any home services business if you're willing to work hard and and work on the business and get out of working in the business. Sorry, I had muted you. And you're right. And you this these are things that are not necessary necessarily taught but you're teaching people right now so i wanted to ask you about your story you're linking homeowners and lawn care pros but what got you started what made you say and i think you've touched on it a bit what made you say this isn't working something has to happen here yeah you know my first business like i mentioned i i was very much kind of like that story you just told i started off with just a push mower uh as a kid in high school Little by little, I, I grew that into a, a full-fledged landscaping business that did commercial work, did installation work, like you were mentioning earlier, um, and then you know eventually got it to over 150 employees, uh, got it over eight million dollars a year in revenue and in, in business, and then sold it in 2013. And the reason I sold the company was because I realized that as I was growing the business year after year. I was growing. I was evolving. I was becoming a new person. I was getting new skills. And I loved that about it. And that kind of ended that, that plateaued, uh, about year 12. And I became unfulfilled by the business. I was no longer getting the reward of, of, of growing and evolving alongside the company. And I think it plateaued maybe because maybe we were saturated in the market. You know, the, the, the sales of the company were, we're, we're, we're stuck at around eight or 9 million a year. And, and also my, my passion kind of, kind of plateaued. And I thought, well, I'm going to sell this company so I can create space for the next thing. And I thought I can't do anything else while I'm running this big business. So I'm going to create the space. So I did that. I sold it, took about two years to sell. And then after that, I thought, well, what am I going to do with my life now? 
And I, the, I, at the time, Uber was just coming out, and I saw what they were doing for ride sharing, and I thought this this will work for the industry that I know. Somebody's going to build it. Why not me? Why can't it be me? And it was kind of naivete as an asset. I didn't really know how challenging it was going to be to build a, a tech company like this, and and uh, I didn't know the first thing about how to code or design software or anything like that, but. I thought, you know, if I can just, if I can just take it one little piece at a time, uh, I'll figure it out as I go. And so that's what I did. I recruited two co-founders and we all kind of had a chip on our shoulder and we just wanted to prove that we could build this. And, and so we built the first version of the website and it was horrible and hard to use, but we passed out a bunch of flyers and got uh, a handful of people to try it out and then began learning, learning about what people wanted the the app to do and what they liked about it, what they didn't like about it. And just learn again, learn from our failures, learn from things that weren't working with the system and then, and then making it better and better. And, you know, we set little small goals, you know, and we, we achieved those goals and it, sometimes it took a lot longer than we thought it would take to get there. But, um, and, and little by little, the snowball started to kind of take effect. And now, um, you know, we're a decade in, it still feels like day one, but we've got 300,000 people using the app to get lawn mowing services done and, and still growing. We want to get to a million people, million people using it. Good for you. And listen, you're right. When you start these things and I understand about the burnout, I'm actually experiencing that in my company. I'm about to fire myself. I really am. <laughs> I'm a web developer. I love building websites, the social media marketing part of it. I'm not loving it anymore. It's a lot of work. I've got one client right now that we fired each other. I mean, it's like, (laughs) I don't like you and I don't. (laughs) Sometimes that's, sometimes that's the best thing. (laughs) I'm I'm actually so relieved when you're grabbing the Tums bottle all the time, there's something wrong. Yeah. Yeah, but when you when you see their number on the caller ID, yeah. and dreading to pick up. Yeah, yeah. that's a good sign. <laughs> well, I don't want to check my email ever again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, not everybody is going to be your client, and I think that's something that we all need to kind of figure out. Don't take the. This is not what happened, but you know, don't take the job for the money. Take the job because you really feel that you're the right person for it. That they're going to work well with you. You know, there's a lot of reasons to take on a client. Or a job, but if you're just doing it for the money, that's going to bite you right in the butt. I'm telling you right it now. Always it, it always does. It always does. does. It always does. So basic, and that leads me to where you're nurturing supply and demand, which is what you're doing, supply and demand. That's right. We have two customers. We we have consumers that need to get this chore done. Their Their grass is four feet tall. Their lawn, uh, their their lawn service, you know, ghosted them, and they forgot to hire somebody, or maybe maybe they just can't find anybody, and and so we have to solve a problem for them. And then we have lawn care professionals; they are making a living in the lawn care business, and we have to come to them with solutions so they can do that quicker, easier, faster, uh, and 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 in a way that's better than not using green power. And so we have to solve problems for them and solve problems for the consumer at the same time and kind of bring the buyers and sellers uh, together on our platform and make it easier to conduct business than it would be otherwise. And so um, 
for us in the early days, it was hard because where do we start? You know, do we start with a chicken or the egg? Do we, do we start on the, on the buyer side or on the supplier side? And the way we did it was, is we just focused on the consumer side for a while and then kind of hand cranked the supplier side. And, and, and so the first 500 lawn care services that use GreenPal all had my cell phone number and, and we were very much like doing this manually spreadsheets, emails, text uh, messages, phone calls. Yeah. Until we had got around. Lost. It gets yeah. lost. That's where you, that's where you run into trouble because you're exhausted. Right. You don't have a system. You don't have any kind of automation set up. Exactly. We started off with just manually doing it all. And, and as time went on, you know, it, it became untenable of course, and we knew it would, but we, it, that bought us just a little bit of time to where we could focus on the homeowner cons- experience, building all of the tools and workflows and screens that they needed, and then kind of hand cranking, almost like Wizard of Oz behind the curtain, uh, the, the the lawnmower side and making sure the trains ran on time, so to speak, but doing it in a manual way. Uh, and then when we came back around to the to the to the vendor side, we were able we we kind of knew what we needed to build from a system standpoint. Because we were already doing it by hand, not perfectly, as you mentioned, things did uh, you know fall through the cracks. But at least we kind of knew what the motions were that we needed to to automate, and and it was by doing that hand cranking that kind of allowed us to, to to not build a lot of stuff that people didn't want and build the stuff that people did want. And so that's how we did it. And then as t- as time went on, we just kind of ping ponged back and forth. Okay. Now we're focusing on the top three things consumers want. Now we're focusing on the top three things vendors want. And little by little over a decade, making it better and better. And still here, 10, year, 10 years in, we are still in the business of making ordering a lawn mowing service cheaper, quicker, smoother, better, faster, more reliable for both sides of the transaction. And that's what people need. I wanted to ask you, you know, we, we've talked a little bit or touched a little bit on this, but when People come to Green Pal and they're saying, okay, I own a lawn mowing small company. I've got me and my, my I'm going to say cousin. I'm not going to say nephew anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's me and one other guy and I want to grow. So then they grow and now they're back. I'm assuming they're back and saying, I don't have time to mow. What do I do next? I'm so busy with the bookkeeping and staying in touch with people and rescheduling because there's a monsoon out there i'm in the deep south it rains all the time except now we're having a drought which is almost unheard of um my grass is i can't hear my grass growing normally i can hear it growing right now it's just kind of sitting there gasping but (laughs) yeah it's what do they do i mean do they come to you and say okay i've grown to the point where i can't touch a lawnmower i'm too busy doing the inside work you know, I'm having to be mom. What do I do now? Yeah, that's a great question. So the, the first piece is it's our job to help solve some of those problems that you mentioned. So the, the bookkeeping piece is very real. Mm-hmm. Most uh, most home service uh, business owners, you know, spend all day executing the service, whether it's lawn mowing or painting or or plumbing or electric work, whatever it is. And then at night, they spend two or three hours at night at their kitchen table, mailing out invoices, l- checking who hasn't paid them, mailing out reminders, um, you know, pinging customers because because they're they're owed money, and it's and it's like a never-ending cycle. And 
one unfortunate thing is, is they don't get paid for a lot of the work that they did and whether they forgot the billet or, you know, the household just didn't pay the bill or, you know, the, the, the lawn guy is the last person in the stack of bills to get paid. Mm. And so that's kind of, that's kind of the, the, the trap they fall into. So it's our job as a platform to help with a lot of those things like the bookkeeping. Um, you you shouldn't have to spend your nights and weekends bookkeeping. Let us, let us take care of that. So, so when you uh, complete a job on the green pile platform, it, the, the photo is sent to the homeowner for their approval. And once, and they have 24 hours to raise any issues with it. And if there's no oh, issues within 24 hours, you're paid. Unlike Walmart, Walmart grocery delivery. Exactly. You get the, yeah. They tell you what's at the front door. You can leave, you know, leave a tip, which I always do. Or you can leave feedback. You want one star or five stars. So that makes sense. I mean, that gives us, the homeowner, a bit of control over what's happening out there. That's right. You have a you have the ability to say, hey, no, actually, he didn't get into the backyard. He, he didn't mow the backyard. So, so there's an issue here. So you can raise that issue. But 99% of the time, everything goes smoothly. And, and you can just let the system pay it or you can push to pay. And, and, and so that is a convenient thing for the consumer. But also for the vendor, now they don't have this problem of accounts receivable. They don't have to remember and write down somewhere or enter into a system somewhere when they came out to mow your yard and remember to mail you a bill or email you that you owe the money or ask you to pay. Like that's just handled. So that's that's a lot of the bookkeeping nightmare is, is keeping up with that. And we handle that on the fly. And And so that's just one piece of it. The next piece of it is is estimating, you know, like they, they have to figure out time to drive around and look at properties, leave estimates in the mailbox and, or, you know, and, and that takes time out of their day or their weekend. Well, with Green Pal, they're, they get a text message saying, hey, this yard is, is 14,000 square feet. It's located in this address. The average price for, for this size yard and this address is this. Do you want to submit a quote right now for free? for this yard and they can do it on the fly while, while they're going from stop to stop, or maybe even while they're on the lawnmower, they can, they can quote these. And so they don't have to waste time driving around doing estimating. So like those workflows that you would have to do manually in a very inefficient way, it's our job to make it happen smoothly on the fly to where, where they don't get bogged down with these things that don't make them money and they can spend time mowing the yards and, and executing the service. So, so yeah, that's that's one piece of it. And then, you know, the next piece of your, your your question is what happens when they get overwhelmed and they can't, you know, they can't get to all their yards. That happens. And and so we score them on how often they successfully uh take care of a customer's yard on the day they're supposed to. So if they're supposed to be to, to Denise's house on Friday, uh we score them did they actually show up? Did they do did they do it on Friday? And if they did, they get scored positively. If they didn't, they get scored negatively. And so they're aware of this reliability rating and okay. how it affects them. Yeah. How it affects them to order to, to, to get new business. And so they know like, okay, well, if I can't be there on Friday, I need to, I need to reschedule and I need to do it now or else I'm going to get dinged on my rating or I need, I need to let them know and I need to release them as a customer on green pal. So the system will fetch them new quotes automatically. Oh, and, it does too. That's brilliant. Yes. Yeah, so that's a way to to and so so in the wild wild west of lawn care, there is no like accountability for these types of scenarios, and and so you know what would happen is is they just wouldn't show up Friday, and and uh, 
and then you would be you would be like scratching your head waiting for them until Monday, and they may call you back, may not. But with Green Pal, they they know they're held accountable. It's like I better reschedule this now, or I better release them as a customer because I don't want to get dinged on my reviews, and I don't want to get dinged on my ratings. And so there's this accountability loop to where they they have to kind of like be a proactive business owner, and that's part of what we teach them along the way. Not that they work for us, not that they're our contractors or anything, but we're we're kind of like a coach in a way that that helps them, you know, grow a business on our platform. Well, and that makes sense because look, we all get busy, and we all think, you know, you'll be climbing into bed at midnight, your brain's still going, zit, 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 you know, did I get this done? Did I get that done? You, oh, geez. And I, it's, I've been known to race back across the house to, you know, send off an email and say, I'm so sorry. I have since learned to, you know, have systems in place. So I know what I'm supposed to be doing, but in many ways you're teaching people, not just how to be reliable, but how to be business people and how to show up when they say they're going to show. And the thing about business is if you don't show up or if you show up in a unsatisfactory way, you're not going to have business long. That's right. Yeah. It's not the same as working a job somewhere where that kind of stuff is tolerated. The marketplace is, is a unforgiving provider of feedback (laughs) and, and the marketplace and by that, I mean, customers are going to tell you everywhere you're letting them down and, and they are going to let other people know, especially these days with, with all of the places they can leave uh, feedback about their experience. And so it's not like working a job. It, it, it's very different. Nobody teaches us how to do it. And in a very small, humble way, it's our platform's job to kind of be that teacher and coach for folks that, that haven't gone through this any other way. When you when you're teaching these people, whether they know it or not, I mean, you know, they have to learn very quickly to be reliable, you know, to make sure that they can stay in the system and continue to get that work. Do you get complaints from people going, hey, you know, I don't want to do this or do they just drop out because it's just not how they're going to operate? Yeah, unfortunately, there's there's like 30 percent of vendors that do fantastic on GreenPal. They just get it instantly. There's about another 30 something percent that, yeah, you know, they're kind of like, okay, I kind of get this and, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's working, I'm doing okay. And then there's another 30 something percent that just don't get it. They're like, I don't like this idea of being scored. I don't like this idea of being held accountable. I don't like this idea of, of, uh, being punished in a way if I don't show up when I'm supposed to. And so for, <laughs> for them, yeah, for them, green pal is not for them. And so it's, it's our job to, to demote and, and deplatform those, those types of business owners, because they're just not going to do well on our platform that they're not passionate about serving their customers. Um, and so it's best to, for them to, for us to part ways, because if they don't do a good job, it, it reflects bad on the green pal brand. And so it's our job to to help homeowners sidestep the experience with those types of contractors and work with the, the, the first kind of cohort, the the ones that want to do a good job, that are passionate about about their business, that want to take care of their customers, that that understand what it means to be proactive, understand what it means to be a, to, 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 to do to do a good job for their clients, to to promote that type of business owner and help them make as much money as they can and grow as fast as they can. Makes perfect sense. So let's talk a bit about scaling through marketing 
I mean, everybody has to market. We all have something to sell. So when when people are on, when vendors are on GreenPal, are you teaching them how to say, hey, you know, get on Facebook, get on Twitter, get on LinkedIn, talk about what you're doing, share about what you're doing. Are you teaching them social outreach? Yeah, there again, you know, nobody gives us a, a marketing one-on-one course ever. Uh, but the good news is, is these days it's easier to market your business than it's ever been. It's easier to to get the word out about what you're doing uh, and expose uh, your business to people who've never heard of it than it's ever been with with social media and and, and all the rest of it. And so it's our job uh, to 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 help these providers plug into those networks and say, hey, now you have basically a mini website on top of GreenPal. You've got a unique URL where oh. you have your storefront as a small business owner, and you can share that. You can share that on on Twitter. You can share that on Facebook. You can share that on Instagram to where then homeowners can hire with you directly from this link, from this QR code, and they, they get paired and matched with you directly. And so, and then the other thing is, is now you have this place as a business owner where all of your reviews and all of your ratings and all of this accumulated information about your business is all in one place. And now you can show and display that you're reliable. You can display that you show up on time. You can display that people are happy with your services. And 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 this all accumulates in one place. You don't have to manually upload it or anything like that. And so, yeah, it's our job to, to at key moments, help them uh, share that 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 store, so to speak, with with the external networks, but then also help them increase the the amount of revenue they're doing with their existing customers. You know, figuring out the the marketing automation, so to speak, of hey, you know, you you serviced uh, you serviced Denise three times last month. She doesn't have any mowings booked. Uh, maybe you should reach out to her and ask her what's going on. And, 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 okay, we, we got her set up. Okay, great. Uh, now you've done six transactions with, with Denise. She's going to need mulch this fall or pine straw. Um, oh, you, you, so you quoted that. Yeah. Right. So, so helping them, helping them expand the, 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 the order size, so to speak, the shopping cart uh, with their existing customers is a big part of what we also do. Um, because you know, you've already got these customers, you might as well figure out other ways that you can serve them, um, without having to go get new customers. And so doing both is, is what we're built to do. And it took us a long time to figure that out to where, you know, it's not intrusive. You know, the best form of advertising is not, it's not really advertising at all. It's, it's coming to the, to the consumer with the right message at the right time with the right offer. And they're just like, oh, you read my mind. I actually did need this. And and that's what our job is to do. Exactly. And I don't know about you. Right now I'm looking because we are in a drought. I kid you not. Normally we have, I have what I call Lake Griffiths in my backyard. I've got this big green expanse back there and a lot of trees and a lot of shrubs. But it dips. It's got a big dip in it that you don't see until it rains. And it's like, oh, Lake Griffiths is on the rise. And right now, my grass is brown. I don't think I've ever really seen it brown unless it's the dead of winter. And even then, it's still a little bit green. And all that to say is right now, I've got a bunch of, you know, shrubs that are kind of dying back. The leaves are falling. It almost looks like early fall because things are just falling off the the trees 
But I'm realizing I was out there this morning going, man, I need somebody out here with a chainsaw. I've got a chainsaw. Am I going out there with it? No. (laughs) It's hot out there. So I'm wondering, you know, if Green Pal has, you know, you're talking about up leveling. Maybe they can look around and say, listen, you need some trimming. We can help with that. Yes, it is our job to nudge the service provider to to do those proactive things. So after they get done servicing the property for the first time, we send them a, a, a checklist. It's like, okay, oh good, take a look. Do 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 they need any shrubs? Do they need any trimming? Do they need any mulch? Do they need seed? Do they need gutter cleaning in the north? Ooh, uh, quote the snow too. plowing. Yeah. yeah, all of these things uh, because the homeowner is going to need those. Not all of them, but some are going to need these things already. And so you're, you're not just begging for more business. You're solving problems. You're solving uh, problems that, that every homeowner has. And so you're almost being like, you're almost thinking two, three steps ahead of the game. And most people don't, they aren't taught to think this way, especially people who are just getting started in business. And it's our job to kind of like, again, nudge them in that direction because at the end of the day, when service providers do well on our platform, when, when pros do well, the platform does well. That's that's how we grow. We take a small transactional piece of of the revenue that they do on the platform. So our our interests are aligned with their success. And so we want them to grow so we can grow. No kidding. So when you said you built a, you know, you didn't know anything about software, but you did build a software business. Yeah, yeah, it took a while. <laughs> it took about three years to to learn how to build software, how to design software, and even harder how to market and 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 get users to to come to the platform. Um, that took a while to learn, but we, you know, like I mentioned earlier, we just celebrated very small wins. The first goal we had was just a hundred customers. We wanted we wanted a hundred customers every week, and that took two years to accomplish. But then after that, we set a goal for a thousand. And then after we got to a thousand, we, we wanted to get to 10 and, and little by little now we, now we're at 300,000 and the next goal is a million. We want to get to a million customers. Good for you. And I was just about to ask you, Brian, if you could tell us about any upcoming projects or initiatives that you're working on, but I think you might've just told us. That's, that's the five-year goal. Hey, how do we get to in more households, and and how do we get into kind of the same conversation as a DoorDash, an Instacart, a, uh, a, an Uber, um, these these kind of like almost household names that didn't exist 10 years ago? We want to be in like the lexicon of the English language, you know, uh, oh, hey, your grass is three or four feet tall. Just get a green pal to handle that. Uh, that's that's the next kind of like, I guess you could say step. Uh, uh, of our growth is going from where we're at now, which is a nice solution and not everybody knows about it to just the default way that you get this done. Right. Uber. So you had mentioned earlier that there are other platforms like yours, but what do you think sets you apart from others in your field? What makes you the best? There, there, there's a, there's no shortage of places online like Angie's list, thumbtack, that's what uh, I was trying to think of, Angie's List. Yeah, Home Advisor, uh, even Craigslist, uh, Facebook Marketplace, where there's no shortage of places where you can go and get names and phone numbers. And you can get names and phone numbers for service providers nearby you 
all day long. And, but then, and maybe you can read some reviews about them. Um, and then, so, so you've got a little bit of information. You've got a, you've got a business owner's name, you've got a phone number, and maybe you have some reviews, but you don't know if those reviews are real or not. Um, because they're not tied to actual transactions. And so, and so, okay, um, now what? Now you still have to like manually poll these people. You have to call them, figure out their availability, figure out their pricing, figure out when they can come out and take care of it. Um, you know, how do you pay them? All these things. And, and so you still have to like manually go through all of that process. GreenPal is the only solution where you can just pop your address in and then you automatically get pricing sent to you and the availability sent to you. And then you can hire them right, right off of your smartphone or off the website. And, and, and so you go from, I don't know anybody to now somebody is, is scheduled and then you can pay them and pay them for the whole, and then schedule them for the whole season right on your account. And so it's the only solution where you can do that end to end and not have to go through this manual process of negotiating prices, leaving voicemails and so, and all, all of that. Yeah, and then, and then also that's my favorite. Where are you? Yeah, yeah, where when are you coming? Are you showing up or not? You know, and and the and the service provider is incentivized to show up on time because they're scored uh if they do or they don't. Whereas these other solutions, there is no like closed loop on on the transaction. So it's like you're still very much back to the days of the of the yellow pages, uh, where where you know if they don't show up, it's, it's no skin off their back. Maybe they might get a bad Yelp review or something, but there's no like system that's scoring them on their performance like what you get on GreenPal. I love that part. Now I need to go find out if you're in my area because even though I bought myself a little more, it's a big more. It's still hot out there, and I still want to throw up on my own feet, and I don't like fainting. So there's that. <laughs> and li- life is too short to mow your own yard. Oh, God. When I first started trying to mow my own yard, I've got these giant pecan trees, and in the beginning of the spring season, the branches droop. Once they start leafing out, the branches droop, and I can get my hair caught in them. I have to trim them back. Oh, <laughs> that's that's a nightmare. Yeah, it is. And my neighbor, God bless him. Yeah, I'm normally pretty quiet. They're pretty quiet over there. We say, hey, how are you doing? You know, we give each other Christmas cookies. But, yeah, that's that's about it. And I was out there mowing, and I think he was startled because he didn't see a truck out there mowing. So he said he kind of want, you know, waited to see if it was actually me mowing something. And all of a sudden, I got my ponytail got caught up in a branch, and I let out all kinds of bad words, apparently quite loudly. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> I didn't, I think I even made some up. I'm not sure I was even making sense. I was hostile. But when I shut the mower down, I hear this voice, Denise, are you okay? Like, no, I'm not. So it's Did you not, not see what happened? <laughs> yeah, he did because there's a plant between us. But he's like, "Do you need me to come do anything?" I said, "Yeah, bring a pair of scissors." I was caught. I mean, he had to untangle my hair. What a nightmare! See, that's what Green Pal is for. <laughs> exactly. I need to go see if you're in my area. Listen, what are some of the most? We're just about out of time. What are some of the most important skills that you've developed through all of this? What are you there most is, uh, proud of? I guess is my question. You know, I would say um, the 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 most 
the most important skill is kind of like you have to have this this conviction, but you also have to have the flexibility. And it's a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Like you you have to have this vision of if you're building a new product like like we were doing a decade ago of okay, this is how the world is going to be a little different with my product. And and I can see it. I know people will use it. I've got ten people using it now. I know I can turn it into a million. And so like you are you are rigid in that thinking but you also have to have the flexibility of the path to get there meanders you don't know all of the things you're going to have to do you don't know all of the changes you're going to have to make so like the tactics are going to be changing all the time and you're going to have to like adapt to what the marketplace is needing and 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 how to grow and all these things but but the vision doesn't change and so it's this weird dynamic that I've had to navigate and learn uh, and, and at times come out wrong because I'm too, I'm on, I'm on one side or the other too far that I find interesting. And, and it's in business is full of a lot of these dichotomies that, that don't make sense that are together. But like this, this persistent flexibility is one that, that caught me off guard when I was building it 10 years ago. And still to this day, I struggle with, but I guess it's one skill that I've had to kind of culture over the time. There you go. Well, listen, Brian, it has been wonderful chatting with you. This has been a lot of fun. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience before I let you go? And where can they connect directly with you and with GreenPal? Yeah, you know, anybody, I know we've talked a lot about small businesses and and how to run a successful small business and un, and what it means, you know, to be un, unsuccessful in small business and why that happens. But don't don't listen to this and take that as 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 hey, maybe, maybe running a business isn't for me, uh, for, you know, personally speaking, 22 years, uh, starting my first lawn mowing business 22 years ago was the best thing I ever did. And I think it's the best thing you can do with your life is to, is to, is to build a a little successful business that you can grow and be proud, be proud of. And so, so that's what I'll leave your listeners with. And, and I get in the game, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And, and anybody that wants to reach out to me, you can find me on uh, Instagram. Brian M. Clayton is the best place to find me there. And then anybody doesn't want to waste time mowing their own yard, uh, just go to uh, greenpal.com and you can get a great lawn mowing service. Well, thank you. Listen, I agree with you about build your own business. I built mine, oh gosh, been about 21 years. Ooh, really? <laughs> I didn't think Crazy. it Crazy. It goes by quick. <laughs> I'm doing the math going, holy geez, I wouldn't have it any different. It has its ups and downs. I have days where I have to talk to myself and say, (laughs) pull up your big girl panties, get back to work. (laughs) You've got stuff to do. I wouldn't have missed this for the world. And it sounds like you're the same way. And yeah, we have to learn to adapt and we have to have failures, little ones, big ones. And then we have to have those goals it's a it's a process. It's always a process. Well, listen, before we wrap up today's episode, if you've enjoyed the episode with me and Brian Clayton and found our insights helpful, please leave a review on and a rating on iTunes. Your feedback helps us improve and reach more people on their own success journeys. So don't forget to hit that subscribe button, leave a review, and share your partner in success radio with your friends and your colleagues and go find Green Pal. Thank you for tuning in, and we will catch you on the next one. Again, Brian, thank you so much. Thank you, Denise. I enjoyed it. Get your voice heard. 
If you would like to launch your own far-reaching podcast, contact Denise Griffiths at yourofficeontheweb.com and go to the podcast tab.